0: Stories of the Street. I'm Saatchi.
1: I'm Kelly. As we meet new people and discover new places around the world, we encounter countless stories that we feel need to be told. This is one of these
0: stories.
2: I study jazz voice in the faculty program at McGill University, and I technically have a minor in composition, just need to get through some prereqs, and then I'll I'll be doing that too. I am from New York City, from Manhattan, Upper West Side, but I only lived there during my high school years, and I grew up in New Jersey, Bergen County, for anyone who knows anything about the armpit of America, and I was also born in Florida, I was also I also was born. <laughs> I, I was born in Boca Boca Raton in Florida, but lived there for a year. Then I moved to New Jersey and grew up there. But I consider myself a New Yorker. If anyone asks me where I'm from, I always say New York. I met Steph before
0: McGill at a meetup in New York, and we were both international development students or she had intended on double majoring in international development.
2: I had big ambitions before coming to McGill University where I was planning on pursuing a dual degree in music and international development. And after taking a single economics class I realized that I definitely didn't have a particular interest in economics, and I feel like that's an integral part of international development. So my dreams were crushed, and now I am solely music. That is all I am yeah
0: on the morning of our final, Steph had decided just to not study what was from the last test to the final, which he had <laughs> explained to us was going to be sixty percent of what was on the final, so she just doubled down on what was before on the first two tests, and so we were at Starbucks, and she just explained to me this
2: weren't we in our like in lizard. in the calf oh yeah we were so I was eating a salad like a box over priced salad and Sachi was just spewing facts about like misconceptions of <laughs> I don't know like developing countries and like different economic theories like, Step, you've got to learn this stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> and I got so stressed that I like spilled my salad <laughs> everywhere and I spilled it all over myself and I was like fuck like what do I do now so it's fine I'll
0: get you another one
2: and so yeah so Sachi bought me another salad while I ran to my to my dorm room which was luckily connected to the calf and I changed and I went back and well at that point it was just time to go to the final and I was (laughs) and I wasn't prepared at all so in the end I ended up getting a solid C plus in um in my one elective
0: so that was the end of international development for (laughs) Steph just to get an idea of what Steph is like she's an amazing musician I think I don't really cry that much, but whenever she shows me a new song, without fail, I cry. (laughs) Um, And whenever you walk down the street with her, you literally have to stop every five minutes to talk to someone, like a janitor from a building in Westmount, and then a student from McGill, and then someone from a coffee shop she goes to. So you just have to add in like double the amount of walking time if you're walking anywhere. I met
1: Steph through Sachi, so I hung out with you a few times. And then I think the first time I really got to know you was on Valentine's Day last year. Sachi was supposed it sounds to... Sounds it's not what it sounds <laughs> like. <laughs> Sachi had planned to hang out with Steph on Valentine's Day just as friends. <laughs> but for whatever reason, Sachi couldn't or didn't want to. And she put me forward instead, so (laughs) you tend to do that sometimes. So Steph and I went to Anti-Cafe on Valentine's Day and had a number of hot chocolates and biscuits and whatever was at Anti-Cafe, for those of you who know it.
0: And can you tell us a bit about your music?
2: Yeah, so I'm a singer and I play piano. I grew up as a classical pianist, so I started playing at around the age of five, and I went to a specialized music high school in New York called Special Music School. True story. It was a, it was a new high school. I was part of the first graduating class and there were only 50, 50 people per grade um, and we were located in the basement of this huge complex. But I studied classical piano there and some composition until I decided that I wanted to do jazz. So, I had gone to a summer camp in Maine, Maine Jazz Camp. <laughs> all all the places that I've discovered myself are very literal special music school, Maine Jazz Camp. They're all very <laughs> all very to the point, but I discovered my passion for singing and I dropped piano my last year of high school convinced my parents to let me risk everything to audition for for universities for voice and I luckily got into a few including McGill and that's where I decided to go now I write mostly I write a lot of my own music and it has a lot of classical influences just because that was a huge part of my life and obviously jazz and also very inspired by folk. Huge folk fan. Sachi and I both love Joan Baez a lot. Love Joni Mitchell, Bob Dylan, you know, all those people. So yeah, a lot of my music is inspired by that too. Yeah, I'm kind of kind of just writing and playing mostly.
1: What other projects are you working on outside of your degree?
2: Well, when it comes to writing my music, I'm working on an album right now called Seasons, and it's just about, well, the seasons. It's five movements, so the first movement is like an overture. It's like, Seasons! (laughs) This is what the album's about. And then it's, I mean, you could guess, it's winter, spring, summer, and fall. But I basically talk about developing throughout the year and coming to terms with yourself and having it restart again each year and it's kind of like a cyclical process but it's also a linear one too because you're constantly evolving. I kind of I've realized that we all progress in a very linear but cyclical fashion and it's it's just a cool thing to to talk about. Oh, other projects besides that. It's not really a project, but I've started to co-host morning shows on CKUT. Sometimes I would bring in musicians to interview them. Kind of have slacked off, not going to lie.
1: That makes sense since the show you host is at 6 a.m. on a Monday. Well, it's
2: at 7. I mean, some people could do it. Others, like myself, it's hard to get up. And when I do get up, I'm not really up. But but sometimes sometimes it, it works out well. I I love I love radio <laughs> though. And I, and I love podcasts and all of that stuff. Auditory entertainment. Steph
0: also does some like improv.
2: Yeah, I've been I've been really getting into free improv, which is basically it could be a subsect of anything really, but it's more widely known as a subsect of jazz where it's it's kind of just a very limitless way of improvising you're still given boundaries and sets of rules sometimes or just instrumentation will change there there are always some boundaries i mean there're boundaries in anything really but it's it's basically just a it's just a very fun way to express yourself without having like harmonic or rhythmic boundaries. And so I've done a few performances with this thing called the Element Choir. It's a free improv choir where we're given conduction cues, which are basically just hand movements that indicate what you're supposed to be doing. So an example of a conduction cue would be putting your palm out to the choir. And that just means sing any pitch that you want. So that's a conduction cue. It's just making a bunch of weird sounds and not really giving a shit about what happens. And it's very liberating and very freeing, but also very educational. And I feel like I've been applying it a lot to my improvisation at conservatory, which is a more traditional way of improvising over harmonic changes and forms of songs and stuff. Another thing that I've started this year is I have started like a DIY venue in my own living room, which I have appropriately named The Living Room. And it's basically just me gathering an assortment of local artists from painting to music, to poetry, to dance. And that's really, really fun and gratifying.
1: I think it's really an amazing project in the sense that you're building a community and every time you host events and you allow artists to come into your living room and perform, you always get new people coming in and most of them you don't know normally, right? Or it's a lot of strangers or it's a really open space for anyone. And I think that's really interesting because I don't know anyone else who's done something like that.
2: Yeah, there was there was one event where I had no idea who was in my apartment. It was the Plastic Waistband, which is like a contemporary jazz ensemble. And then a bunch of strangers showed up, which was really fun and exciting. It was just very eye-opening to see how much of Montreal I don't know, you know. My dad in New York would always host rooftop concerts because he lived in like a a penthouse, that's what it's called. I was like, pH. penthouse. Um, he lived in a penthouse. He lives in one. But it was just really inspiring to see so many of his close friends show up and just dedicate their night and their time to music. I wasn't expecting to be in a community immediately where I would be with people who would want to always Dedicate their free time to music. And I know that's ironic because I came to study music, but I am very, very grateful that I was able to use my own house and have people, and they are very open minded and very open hearted too, in the sense that they'll sit, usually like pretty sober to be honest, and just listen to music and watch people perform on a friday night i think that's a really beautiful experience and a very communal one and i think it was maybe it was less about me creating a tangible community where i where i see people that come into my apartment on fridays and and i see them outside and now we're all best friends you know and going to water parks together it's it was I think maybe it was less about that and creating communal communal vibes, you know, where it's like a communal energy of people who are dedicating themselves to a performance or to a piece of art and just sharing that together in a very honest and and human way and having that resonate with them until the next living room event. And we were talking about what it meant to have a community like The Living Room. And I think I'm starting to realize that I think my goal was to share things that I am passionate about in a very honest way and in a very no-frills kind of way, where I'm just like, come to my home on Friday and and listen to friends play, you know? Um, And I think people really enjoy it. I, I always have at least one person come up to me and be like, this was the best night of my life. Or like the best event of the semester, like whoa man. And it and then I really I really do think it's telling of what art is meant to do and it's meant to bring people together.
1: Regarding Montreal and supporting emerging artists, how can you kind of break the scene of different performances and venues? Is it difficult to get venues to allow you to perform and how does it compare to New York in that sense?
2: The thing I love most about Montreal is its accessibility and its accessibility to people who are consumers of music and to musicians. It is relatively easy to get gigs in Montreal if you have projects and luckily everyone I know (laughs) has a project so it's it's really inspiring to always see my friends performing and to be premiering compositions and to just be collaborating constantly. I do feel like I'm part of something important and part of something big, but yeah, it's relatively easy, I think, if you know what you're, what you're about and what you're doing to get a gig. Even like places like Les Escalier, they have jazz, they have free jazz, they have folk, they have klezmer, they have metal, they have, I don't know, reggae. They really have anything. Um, the living room is a venue, you know. <laughs> yeah, there, there are lots of also like DIY venues like The Plant, La Piano, Apartment 6 is a really great venue and is like a living room space and it's a really beautiful, welcoming Environment. So I don't know. I think people are really enthusiastic and really self motivated in Montreal. I think compared to New York, you also understand that people aren't looking at you the way that they're looking at artists in New York. I feel a little isolated in terms of like global significance when I'm in Montreal, but I also feel very inspired to make art and I feel very welcomed to make art here and I feel that it's easier to build a community in Montreal when it comes to artists because it's much less competitive and much more collaborative. I also haven't really been a professional musician in New York, so I don't really know what it's like exactly. But I do know that I'm, I'm very, very grateful that I'm in Montreal as a student because I feel like everything is open for me. I just need to keep pursuing what I'm passionate about.
1: What do you have planned next?
2: So and I have my premiere of seasons, uh, January 29th, Resonance, 9 p.m. Before that, on January 11th, we have our Living Room Part 4 event. Going to have some really, really cool acts, some poetry, some music. I'm going to keep working on my original music, going to keep working on collaborating, keep working on the living room, going to probably learn to wake up earlier for CKUT 90.3 FM and going to keep going to school and being a good student that's basically my life
1: thanks so much for coming in and sharing your stories from Montreal, for those who want to listen to your music and keep up with your projects, where can they find you?
2: Um, They can find me on Instagram. If you want to keep tabs on my life, it is Stephanie Rochester. Uh, We'll be coming out with new music shortly. And uh, thank you so much for having me. We will now end the episode with a song of mine that I will have to choose carefully. um, And the name of the song will be put in the description Thank you.
0: that's it for today's episode. Thanks for tuning in. Also, Sots doesn't just podcast. To see our written articles, photo projects, events, and everything else we're up to, check our Instagram at storiesots. OTS. I'm Sachi. I'm Kelly. See you later.